such a hottie. <laughs> We're rolling. Nice. <laughs> that was candid. That was candid. <laughs> we were just discussing how we, this is the first time I think we definitely can tell, like we know for a fact that like Heather really does tell the difference when we're recording and like she hates it or whatever. I need all Whatever. I, much closer. I don't want to talk about Heather. Heather, you're not the star of the show. No, you're not. <laughs> this episode, I don't know when it'll come out, but it is Thanksgiving week. Uh, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. <laughs> Mine too. I love the Macy's Parade. Yeah. It's just like the peak of fall for me and I fall is like my favorite season and it's just my favorite meal I to know. eat. It's the food. Yeah. And also like... The sense of community that you feel. Um, yeah, eating with people you've known your whole life. Like, it's always the same people. Mm-hmm. Your families and stuff. I know that it might not feel that way for many people. If they have, like, toxic families and stuff like that. But we actually threw a Friendsgiving um, because of that. Just to have, like, a, a safe space, you know. And everyone happened to be queer, but you didn't have to be, you know. But it was vegetarian. That was the only thing. And everything was pretty bomb, and I literally, like, when we all were sitting and eating, it it just was so, it just felt so good to feel like we were eating, breaking bread in community with each other. It just, it just kind of, like, made it official, you know, that we're, like, family. Yeah, I liked eating with everyone. I like to see what people brought, <laughs> like, what their cooking skills are. Yeah, and... there was nothing that was bad. Everything was good. Yeah, everything was great. And we're all just, like, making jokes, like, getting a little bit tipsy. Mm-hmm. Everyone was so, I think, excited to just hang out and yeah. just, like, see everyone again. Some people I've we haven't seen in a while or whatever. It was oh, great. Yeah. yeah. It was really nice. And it was kind of funny because we had a little table set up with all of the dishes. And this random lady just comes up and asks me if, if it's if this is Friendsgiving. And I was like, yeah, because it was. And then it turns out that she was with our, t- or with our group. I just assumed that someone invited her from the group. And yeah, I was just like, yeah, this is Friendsgiving. And then as she's like putting her stuff down, one of our friends was like, I think you're in the wrong group. <laughs> yeah, they were like, it's vegan, right? And then they look and they're like, it doesn't look vegan. <laughs> and then our friend was like, no, it's vegetarian, though. And they're like, oh, okay, have a great have a great Friendsgiving. And we're like, yeah, you too. <laughs> so we invited one of our friends over from San Diego to our Thanksgiving at home in Orange County. And I'm so excited to hang out with them. I didn't even explain why it's my favorite holiday. So it's my favorite holiday... Not just because the peak of fall, but, oh yeah, and not just because it's my favorite meal, but I think it has the most nostalgic tradition associated with it, which is just watching the Macy's Parade. We've been doing that every year for the longest I can remember, and it's like my happiest, my happiest tradition, the tradition I have no bad memories of or anything. Like, you know, sometimes Christmases for us are a hit or miss, not because of anything specific, but just it is how it is. But Thanksgiving always sits for me because I get to watch the Macy's Parade with my sister and we just like 
make jokes and like talk yeah. shit yeah and then um and like laugh at but it's cool cute balloons. too exactly. no we love it it's but we're we not clown on it, it. Exactly. but we give it like anything in our lives we give it some grief just a little just a little well i mean i feel like we make a joke out of everything exactly we don't take anything seriously <laughs> and i live by that yeah so i'm gonna make fun of the pillsbury doughboy <laughs> balloon whenever i feel like it exactly the charlie brown yeah they used to have a... Don't take it personally, um, Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> I really like you. That's why I like to poke fun. I think there's going to be a Bliss Clues one this year because um, someone on TikTok was literally in tears, like sobbing. Did you see it? No. And they were like, the set list for the parade is out. And they're like reading it and then they show a picture and it's like all three of the different... <laughs> Blues Clues guys are gonna be in the parade at the same time, <laughs> and no the girls way. just like bawling. <laughs> oh my gosh! Not gonna lie though, Blues Clues was my shit. Mine too. Yeah, I it's... was like, I think it's like early on daddy issues. Like I attached myself to this um, adult male figure yes. who I thought would protect me. Yeah, and so that's why, like, I yeah, my dad is gonna we be in loved the parade. Uh huh. We really loved. It. I was gonna say like the Macy's parade is. I think, well, honestly, I feel like, because everybody that I've told that Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday is like, what about Christmas, you know? And it's like, well, the thing is that, like, Thanksgiving is the day before Christmas. So it's that anticipation, too. And the Macy's Parade always ends with Santa Claus bringing in the Christmas season. Like, that's kind of the point, too. Like, we're... It's the start of, like, the holidays, you know? Right, because once it once Thanksgiving kicks off, it's just, that's it. Holiday oh, season. It's Christmas. Like, full-on yeah. holiday season. No one can be like, right. it's not even Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> I'm one of those people, you I swear to little God. babies. <laughs> Why are you going to complain about joy? Because it's my favorite holiday, and I'm like, can we please keep it in the boxes <laughs> for a fucking week longer? Please. To me, Thanksgiving is, like christmas combined so in my brain though so i get mm-hmm. what you're saying because mm-hmm. it's not until it gets to that day that you feel that but for me it's like that is the idea of like oh no once it's november it's like both mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean they've made it that way right mm-hmm. and by they i mean the powers that be mm-hmm. fuck capitalism fuck capitalism because why am i stressing every year to buy my friend something new when it's like none of us first of all need anything new um, and I mean that we all have our jobs or whatever, like we have our basic necessities met. I'm sure I could get my friend something fun, but like nothing that they would really, really want or use that they can't buy themselves. Like I rather like go out with my friends and celebrate together, play something fun, like white elephant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I, I personally stress over getting like meaningful gifts yes. on Christmas. And it's also just like that, I think attaches itself to like, having to buy something and feeling like I have to. Mm-hmm. And then doesn't turn into, like, a want, you know? No. Because, like, why am I really doing this? Like, I can get you a nice gift for your birthday or whatever. Mm-hmm. That I feel like really has to do with our friendship or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I don't know. Christmas is a little bit too... It's a lot at once because I have so many friends and, like, I'm going to be <laughs> fucking broke if I buy all my friends something. Well, it's Like, true. every person is so meaningful to me. Right. You know, no... If I could buy everyone a gift, oh my gosh, I would buy right. each of you what your dream car. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Whatever. But like, you know, obviously, we're in a weird time. It's a really, really weird time. Christmas kind of reminds you of capitalism. Yeah. 
yeah like you said if you could get everyone a gift you would and and so now we're like pressured into this like societal norm that like you know if you don't buy someone a gift then they're in a different hierarchical level of your life in terms of like priority or level of love I guess you have for them because I was just thinking like yeah this Christmas coming up is gonna be a little bit of a stretch you know for me and last year was the complete opposite you know and I was able to give a lot more gifts and the gifts that I like always wished I could afford I was able to do last year and this year it's it just really feels like wow I feel like I have to give every single person that I gave a gift last year this year otherwise they're gonna think something like something's up something's up or like we don't care and that's probably not true it's not true literally all my friends oh like i i'm equally invested in our friendship (laughs) i was last year but i'm just more broke this year (laughs) right that's just how the cookie crumbled (laughs) i'm trying to think of like a good phrase that doesn't manifest lack in my life because saying i'm broke is such a stagnant statement. Like, yeah. you as a person are a broke bitch. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm financially lacking. That's usually what I say. That's good. But to it, separate it. I guess, yeah. To make it more like, like, literally right now, mm-hmm. I'm lacking. But. No, yeah, because we grew up saying I'm broke because we were broke growing up. Yeah. And that's just normal. Like, we had well, yeah, everything. We were poor. <laughs> yeah. All of our basic necessities were met. And that was it. Like, we only had enough for our basic necessities. That's why we were constantly broke and felt like we couldn't spend on other things like experiences or, like, you know, extra mm-hmm. things, whatever. And so saying we're broke is so normal to us. And I think we almost feel like we're entitled to say we're broke because we grew up broke. Like, we know what broke is. It's like, <laughs> sure, we might feel. But maybe that that's why you're still broke. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I'm like, I'm glad we're making this known or pointing it out because we constantly have to do that. Yeah. You don't realize what old things with cobwebs running that are still like you haven't double checked mm-hmm. and be like, that's not serving me. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like, I'm definitely manifesting money. So I, I would love to explain <laughs> a little further about manifestation because I people look at me like I'm I lost my mind. When I, whenever I'm like, I manifested this or I'm manifesting it right now. Like, and I know I get it. It, It's kind of like an irony type of thing that people make fun of and say, you know, just to be quirky. And I'm fine with it. I'm not going to take offense. But I do think it's important and helpful and useful for people to understand what manifesting means, at least in the way that I perceive it, you know? So, like, if you, for example, if I were to always just say that I'm broke, then I would behave. Did you see how much she fucking leaped? Heather, you're so She's jumping on annoying. Heather, come here. Go. Go, baby. If I used I'm broke as the excuse for everything, because let's be real, that is the excuse for everything, right? Like, I'm just broke, I'm broke, oh, I can't go to that, I'm broke. And if I did that, then I would behave like a broke person, you know? Because I'd be like, I would be saying it to my friends, I would be saying it to my family, I would be saying it to myself, and then I would behave accordingly, right? 
And so then, like, the opportunities where I could be grateful and thankful for what I actually do have would just be, like, tied up in this identity of me being a broke person. And then I wouldn't take risks or invest in anything. You know what I mean? I was stuck for so long, like, not doing anything outside of work and my relationship because I was broke. You know what I mean? Like, quote-unquote, broke. And I had the opportunity to, like, put my money somewhere that I that had literally no attachment to any goals of mine. Like, I don't want to be a comedian, you know? But I wanted to join improv just because. And I did. And then it clicked to me, like, oh, it w- I wasn't broke. I was just too scared to try something. And I was manifesting lack mentality and making broke decisions which means I never took a chance on paying for a class or you know going on a trip last minute like all these things that a broke person doesn't do right so we have to like reframe that in our brain and just like live in this world of abundance because we are like driving back here from picking up a gallon of water I mean and it's I'm not saying it's wrong to think that don't shame yourself if you think those things I think them too and like I was driving back from buying water and I was just thinking like damn like this is gonna be a skinny week you know um and then I'm I... dead <laughs> I'm dead what do you mean by that um like there's no fat to it there's no joy to it it's just oh, okay it's just skinny and... Yeah, straight <laughs> to the point, basic necessities It's like met. you get to chew on this bone <laughs> for this week. That's your meal, you know what I mean? I see. Um, <laughs> that's the <a> meal. <laughs> that's your meal. And then I stopped Air. myself. I literally was like, wait a minute. I'm in a car with AC on. I have a trunk with a huge gallon of water. I'm driving to the house that I live in. With my sister and my dog. I'm not lonely. I'm like, you know. And I spent all day at a coffee shop just fucking around on my computer. What the fuck do I want? What more do I want? It's like the money's going to keep coming. I'm getting paid next week. It's fine. Let's just like just accept what is. Accept what is. And, and be see joy in that. Yes. Yeah. I see. I totally see what you mean. And then that approach that intentional approach attracts more things to be grateful for exactly more things that you want because yeah now you're at the frequency Mm -hmm. where you're equal to that energy and it Mm -hmm. and it it's finding you because it's yours yeah and you (coughs) deserve it because that's the energy attached to you Mm -hmm. because now that it's not unbroke it's i'm grateful for everything that i have Mm -hmm. and so then you're keeping track of all the things you have mm-hmm. and then you're never lacking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do as well. It's just gratitude is the only way to get to what, to like growing what you have. Mm-hmm. You have to see what you got first mm-hmm. and then you can expand and grow, but you have to be able to see what you have because at one point you, this is what you wanted. You didn't have mm-hmm. any of this stuff. Right. There was a point where you wanted all this and that's why it's here. And so you just have back. to want more and then it'll be there. And going back to capitalism, that mm-hmm. that's how ca- capitalism is designed to work. That you need to feel like you never have enough. Because then you're going to get everything you dreamed of, but that's not going to be enough either. Why? Because there's yet another row on top of that one until you get to the top of the pyramid. But who's at the top of the pyramid, you know? 
like none of us so don't like don't fall into that trap you're never gonna get there be happy for what you have right now that being said of course we're all going through shit too at the same time and that's valid um i just think that like we should focus more on like the emotional like how things are affecting us emotionally but not the things themselves you know what i mean mm-hmm. you just mean like what well, you do have everything that's there I guess I mean, like, because when I'm, when I think about, like, you need to be grateful for what you have, you know, the Libra in me is like, but what about people that, like, have a narcissistic mom that abuses them? Are they supposed to be grateful for that? It's like, no, you know, that's valid. And I'm just trying to, like, point that out. And then, but, and also, to more directly answer your question, what about the people who are homeless and don't have anything to eat? It's like, that's valid. And that's like, the problem isn't that they don't have stuff. It's that they've been abandoned by society and they're, they literally just have been told that they're not allowed. And that, to a person, you, it just tells you that you're not important, you know, or worthy of a fucking house or food or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's extreme. That's extreme, yeah. Because I... But that's capitalism. Capitalism is right. extreme. Well, that was my extreme example. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, people... Also, people work sun up, sun down and can barely pay the rent, you know? Um, and I'm like, I, I'm trying to just say, like, that's a valid thing to feel shitty about. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, like, you and I grew up seeing that because our mom was not here documented. And so at that point, it was really hard to watch. And now, you know, my mom went through some things, so she it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. She's She's good now, but... She's documented. <laughs> yeah, she's documented. That's the opposite now. of what she was. <laughs> oh, but basically, growing up and watching that and watching relatives and your friends, parents, and hearing about all these, you know, first generation problems to do with money makes you so grateful for everything you do have as an American citizen here. Um, I always say this, that we in California complain about nothing mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. All of the fucking time. And I have to catch myself every fucking day. Every day. Until I stop. Because I have everything I need. I watch these videos of people in Central America. And they're literally sleeping on trash. And they have... Their houses are made of wood. And they can't... They get wet in the rain. There's indigenous tribes over there that are not funded. Right. Because they don't want to live off the planet the same. Right. They don't want to partake in capitalism. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot or there's there's just extremes like that in Central America that, like, remind me how lucky we are to be American. No matter how fucked up this whole system is, like, our basic needs are met. Mm-hmm. And it it's it's like if you look at the world now, you know that that's just not the reality for most people. Mm-hmm. And that's wild. Mm-hmm. It breaks my fucking heart. And like, but whatever the point is, is that I found a huge way to be grateful because my mom tells us how they used to live or how my dad used to live like my dad grew up in Honduras and they would like mix sugar and water and like he would drink it and that's that would be their dinner because they didn't have food like they Mm -hmm. the government literally doesn't care about you like you think the government doesn't care about you here they like you really (laughs) think the government doesn't care about you here like I know I'll say it till the day I die because they don't and they (laughs) they they just really portray like they do like they're sucking our Mm -hmm. dick that's that's why I have a real problem with you know or we all do right with Mm -hmm. the fucking patriarchy and this government or whatever but over there they're literally it's it's ludicrous 
They're literally partaking with all the evils and Mm -hmm. the gangs and the whatever. It's power hungry. It's weird. It's sad. It's tragic. It's people's reality. And the only way I can help people is if I empower myself. And that's by reminding myself of everything I do have and how grateful I should be for everything. For the air that I breathe, for the legs that I have, for being able to see, for being able to hear music, for or just like being able to get a job, being able to take my dog on a walk, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, being able to read. Yeah. Like there's no education system in other places. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky to be able to read and like experience educate myself art and in exper- that way. Yeah, like yeah, experience everything this earth has to offer. I can choose whatever I want, and sometimes that makes it paralyzing. Because there's so many things I want to do. But it's okay. I just have to take it one day at a time and be grateful in the present moment. Be grateful today. And that's just how I try to move now. Mm -hmm. I I scale it down. I break it apart. I'm like, no, I just have to focus on today and right now. Right now, what can I be grateful for? Mm -hmm. And that's it. Mm -hmm. I made it this far now by living in a lack mentality for 22 years. And I'm finally not. And so... Mm -hmm. It's like, this is just the beginning, baby. Mm -hmm. Like, I have so much more that I can get. That's coming to That I deserve. Yeah. That is is meant for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And all you have to do is, like, open the door. Literally. Yeah, and just take it day by day. And by open the door, I think it's just aligning yourself energetically to what you want. Focus on why you want it. Um, Believe that you can have it. Believe believe that that you deserve it. I know this seems like such a small step, but that's really just the first step. Just believe that you deserve it and then just go from there. It's that's something I still work on. Like I'm still working on that first step only because the way money was talked about growing up was in a really harsh way where like you can't just get money. Money doesn't just appear like these things were literally said to us and I believed it. El dinero se va como agua. Yeah. That's my water. My mom would always Mm -hmm. say that. And I literally... I don't list, I don't hear it anymore. But when I first started paying my own rent, like when I w- when I would put the money into the envelope, when I like was paying my landlord, that voice would come out and be like, "El dinero se va como el agua," mm-hmm. and it's just like that's why it was that way because I felt like that and I behaved accordingly. Yeah, and I feel like I'm finding that more as I'm growing up too because obviously, like, I just moved out. I'm 22. I'm learning what that even means to, like, deal with your own finances and stuff. Like, I'm really learning right now. So, I'm putting... I'm nipping it in the bud. And I'm like, no. Like, I'm not going to think this way anymore. Because I'm having that same reaction. And now I'm just changing it to how lucky am I to have Mm -hmm. money to spend for everything that I need. Mm -hmm. Including rent. Including water. Everything, you know? Yeah. Like, I was buying, like lotion and like i like ran out of all the stuff i needed all at once Mm -hmm. which of course always happens i bought (laughs) yeah lotion shampoo face wash moisturizer things like that and i'm like oh that was like so much or whatever it's like but i had enough money to spend it yeah so now i have it you have the things that you need now yeah you didn't hold on to it no i didn't i don't have enough money i'm not gonna buy my stuff that i need yeah and then who's winning there Mm -hmm. because now you don't have shampoo and soap like things that you fucking need (laughs) exactly and that's the lesson that's Mm -hmm. the lesson for me for sure i'm like i'm not gonna hold on to this i'm not gonna just like i'm not gonna live in lack mentality like i'm not gonna hold on to my money thinking i can't buy the things i need 
And then I felt so relieved that I have, like now, every day that I wake up, I'm like, I'm so grateful to have lotion and moisturizer and face wash and and shampoo. And like, I can take a shower and relax and not think about Mm -hmm. when am I going to get shampoo. Like, that's what I'm grateful for now every Mm day. And that, I think, comes also somewhat directly from not depending on anyone else for the first time in my life or anything. It's like, wow, yeah, I bought my own shampoo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It feels good. It feels great. Yeah. And it's like, so I'm just going to focus on that. Mm -hmm. Focus on that bright feeling I get from knowing I bought my own shampoo. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to focus on it. People look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like out here just worshiping the fact that I could buy shampoo. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Live your life. No one really cares. I'm a little stoned, so I keep thinking about, like, little fucking um, <laughs> slogans or, or quotes. <laughs> because we're talking about something so, like, I don't know. I feel like it needs to be spread like wildfire. And the thing I came up with is having enough is having everything. Because if you have enough, you have everything you need. Fuck yeah. So why do you need it extra? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. And I'm like, you know... I want to do... There's so much I want to do. Just like everyone does. You know. Normal shit. And that's fine. I just remind myself. Everything is temporary. Everything will come at its own time. I'm literally 22. And I used to think... Or sometimes I still do. I think like... Oh my god. I'm 22. I'm never going to get a chance to do this at 22. Which is also true. But I'm just learning more with time to be more patient. I think I'm maturing. (laughs) I think I'm realizing... You could... You could say my brain is developing. My brain is developing at its normal speed. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we could hope for with how much weed I smoke. But anyway, (laughs) um, we're not gonna talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's expanding my brain personally. But anyway, I'm big brained. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so um, I really think that it's just me accepting that I'm gonna be alive longer than 22. Right. Yeah. Because I'm like. No, I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> Not because of anything specific. It's just I thought that seems like an abyss, like a black right. hole. Like, I don't think that exists. And, and that's lack mentality. Too. If you think yeah. about it, it's just not with money. It's with time. And yeah. I get that, too. Like, when things don't work out according to plan, I panic the same way. I'm like, I really wanted to do this. <laughs> it's like, bitch, are you going to die right now? <laughs> It's like, as far as I know, you're going to be alive next week and the next year and the next fucking five years. Like, yeah. you can fucking do it. Yeah, for Just however relax. long you had it planned, if it was like next week's plans, there's mm-hmm. another week. Mm-hmm. N- you know, we had a vacation planned the year of COVID. We have another year. Mm-hmm. You know, we're lucky enough to have another year. We're lucky right. enough to be fucking alive right. to begin with. Yeah. To even have foresight like that to think I could possibly do this. Like, Mm -hmm. people didn't just die, but people are still reaping the repercussions of an illness that, like, we've never dealt with before. So, people don't talk about the, like, leftover stuff that COVID can do to, like, your lungs and your taste buds. And, like, it's actually severe shit. Mm -hmm. Anyway, (laughs) we're just lucky in a lot of ways is what I'm trying to imply. Mm -hmm. Like, like, just look to the things that you can be grateful for. That, like, you know, we made it through COVID. Little things. Big things. I really loved how you said in order to help other people i need to empower myself because i think uh living in abundance can sometimes seem selfish maybe that's a cultural thing because like you know growing up like you're not supposed to like brag about how much you have or how much you and it's not about bragging right but like i mean 
when you guilt yourself about that stuff, you don't even do it in private. You know what I mean? And then you you are cheating yourself out, out of the opportunity to be grateful for what you have because you feel guilty because you're like celebrating all the things you have. It's weird. Anyway, I don't know if that made any sense. But what I'm trying to say is that actually to live in a world of abundance is like the only real way you can be a generous person because otherwise if you if you in your head are like I am a broke bitch well a broke bitch can't afford to donate or someone who doesn't have an abundant amount of time in their life can't doesn't have time to volunteer once a week um what whatever it may be you know Mm -hmm. what I mean you have to feel like you have so much that you can share it with other people because then you won't Mm-hmm. yes 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 can we talk about traumatic christmases <laughs> sure i just think that we should first talk about our friend coming over for thanksgiving and then go to christmas stuff okay so just to finish it off the thing about thanksgiving we're so excited because we're just gonna share our thanksgiving with our friend that we love so much who is so down to earth the three of us equally feel close to one another so i really don't think it's gonna be awkward it's gonna be fun and we're just gonna entertain them with our fucking traditions and and our food and and showing them around where we grew up maybe a little and go out maybe grab some food in that area and just feel the vibes feel the holiday vibes (laughs) and feel oh yeah i was gonna say that like thanksgiving i also love it because it ties to everything we're talking about because i've i've always been such a pisces moon because as a kid i'm like oh my god thanksgiving like would it would it would make my heart really warm to think about thanksgiving the fact that something existed for us to be thankful like that's what my what my heart was missing like i feel like i was always heartbroken that like a pisces are really peaceful so when you realize the world isn't peaceful it's kind of heartbreaking so when you have like the little things that you can take that are like just a regular fucking day just to be thankful like something like that that's simple which is how pisces wish we all just lived like why can't we just all enjoy what we can do as human beings together instead of like communism but anyway wait communism or capitalism communism and capitalism <laughs> i mean yeah they both suck but yeah. like um i was just gonna make a joke about black friday <laughs> like yes. i was gonna say and then they slapped a black friday Period. right after it. and that's and that's on america being it's like a broke person with a gucci belt like that's what america is literally literally and Ew. they just had to make it tacky so they just tacky. Ha- it's so tacky that black friday is the literal next day <laughs> and i know it ruins my heart because literally everyone leaves early everyone leaves thanksgiving early and it's like oh no we're gonna go black friday shopping and i'm heartbroken because I... i'm like i made muffins for everyone <laughs> we can't stay for dinner we gotta go there's a samsung led tv qled etc fucking bullshit tv for sale yeah and it's like yeah (laughs) and then go off (laughs) and then your mom and your grandma the persinan and they're like and it's funny like i used to yeah i used to partake my grandma me persinaba and then yeah go and like literally she would genuinely wish me good luck because mexican grandmas love a good deal you know yes they're gonna support it and my grandma just loves knowing that you got her gift on sale like she yeah. loves to know that you yeah. know what i mean she loves to know you got a steal one time my uncle bought her ugg boots full price and she somehow found out like i don't know if the receipt was in the box but she's like you paid full price for this i can't accept it I just can't. And yeah. she literally didn't want them. Yeah. But my uncle forced her to keep them. <laughs> yeah. My uncle could afford Ugg boots at that point. And it's literally just for that one 
one minor detail they weren't on sale right but to my grandma it's the biggest deal in the world yeah and it makes sense yeah. but no totally and yeah. like because she comes from poverty mm-hmm. yeah and it's like that makes sense and that's sense. why we're <laughs> like that too that's exactly. why we're so easily able to say we're broke because like it was almost like it was not applauded it was encouraged to mm-hmm. look at things in a lack way mm-hmm. it was encouraged because you should go for the cheaper option if it's mm-hmm. better for, if you or if you think it's, like, just as good or whatever. It's just, like, it's okay to go for what you need more than what you want mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, things you just live in lack mentality. Right. Um, yeah. And the thing is that, like, lack mentality and living for survival is basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's the point about poor people. It's It's just that's why it's so hard to get out of it, you know? Because it goes beyond, like, having physical money. It's, like, it's a, it's a, like, you survived by molding your brain into surviving only, you know? And then you just don't see a day where you would be able to spend more on things that you want but don't need, you know? Mm -hmm. And by need, see, that's another vague term. Like, I feel like we all need art. We all need uh, leisure. But yet... That's not considered, like, a basic need, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Which is And that's why... why I think, like, I deserve a mansion just how someone who grew up in Honduras or any part of Central America deserves a mansion. Right. And it's, like, that's the thing, though, you know? Like, a mansion is just a ridiculous amount of space. <laughs> Right. like why would anyone need that much space? if you're living with like your entire extended family like cool but literally no one does that i guess my idea of a mansion is really just a house and i think that's why it's so sad because like we we set our standards so low right right it's too much to ask and it's not it that should be a basic need or like you know i worked with people experiencing homelessness for like a few years and I would literally sit down and make a budget with them. And the reason that is a preposterous statement is because most of them were on general relief because they were either too sick or too mentally ill to work or worked so much that their back would give out. A lot of the people that were unemployed and on disability or applying for disability, that was the case. Like, they, it's not that they didn't want to work it's that they worked so hard that their bodies just couldn't take it anymore that is so sad yeah and you know how much general relief will give you at most for an entire month 30 days the most you can get here in san diego county is 300 dollars. that's terrible maybe it's a little higher because they those things tend to fluctuate um and I haven't worked at PATH for a long time. Like, maybe a couple years. Actually, it's going to be just one year. So, actually, it wasn't that long ago. But um, can you imagine only having $300 and then sitting down with your case manager and trying to, like, put your money into all these categories? Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. And I hated doing it. So, I tried to make it as, like... Like, I would just skip over things that were just fucking stupid. Like, um, there was some that said, what was it? Like, entertainment or something like that. Absolutely not. Like, what do you mean by entertainment? Yeah, absolutely not. The movies? That's, you think they're yeah. going to go, do you think, you think that mm-hmm. they can afford to go to the movies, you know? It's just like. It's 
such a like they're like laughing at everyone exactly I feel like. it's, yeah it's and like well no they don't need to go to the movies no but everybody should be allowed to experience art and it shouldn't be like that's how everything is gatekeep mm-hmm. gatekept in yeah. our society it's just like okay if if they don't need to go to the movies would you be able to survive with never going to the movies again? Mm-hmm. Life isn't just about your basic necessities. Mm-hmm. It's about living. Yeah. And if you can't, like, accept that, you're fucking lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, and, and people who think that way are usually the ones that are super money driven. So isn't that funny? It's like, you don't need all of this shit, but you're buying it and you're selling your soul to the devil to get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and that's the way that I see it in my head because it's like if that's all you want and care about, you can get it in this world, you know? You just have to sacrifice everything else. Your relationship with people, you know, because that means you're gonna be working sun up, sun down, um, having a family, or just like using your brain for something other that's self serving. <laughs> yeah. Which is what our brain was actually created for. Yeah. You know? But Christina's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving i'm so thankful <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> no but all really good points fucking really important all everything we just said how like that person that was at path that was homeless worked so hard that their body gave out you're selling your body people talk about like why do strippers exist and sell their bodies like or why do why do strippers sell their bodies why do people prostitutes sell their bodies you want to talk about selling your body you want to talk about selling your body are we meant to stand up for 40 hours a week because science Mm -hmm. and my doctor say no (laughs) so go fuck yourself joe biden um and i would love to get a little more specific about them just because like it's literally the same thing you know like selling your body yeah they were a they worked for a landscaping company so what that means is like there there's designers out there who will come and like uh decorate your garden or like or your whatever your yard or whatever and but usually it was for big scale things like a mall or a big event or whatever so what he did was like carry huge pots of plants you know and would have to climb or crawl to do all sorts of things to make it work. Um, because as much as, like, our country does have guidelines about how to, like, have a safe workplace, like, you're still asking one human being to carry these ginormous fucking planters day in and day out, you know? And it's, like, construction. Like, they they have to work from early in the morning to like late at night and my uncle used to work in construction and I remember like he worked seven days a week like he literally would work well sometimes I'll say because I I I obviously had to have days off but it's not like a consistent Monday through Friday where you have two days off a week you know and so that does something to a person, you know? His back was... There was, like, discs that were out of place. Like, can you imagine how fucking painful that shit is? Mm-hmm. He couldn't even walk straight up, standing straight up. Like, he was, like, kneeling down. Or, um... He, he was, like, uh, slouching. slouching. Yeah, because it hurt so bad. And he would tell me, like, sometimes, like, I'm just doing something, like, brushing my teeth or doing something, like, doing my laundry. 
and my back just like hits a nerve and then I am paralyzed and I can't move because it hurts so bad you know and I like literally I had to fight every step of the way to just get him to help him just get to uh, to apply for disability like they put all these barriers you know like oh you can't do you can't you're not eligible if you don't do this you know and it's like they want you to be so specific they want you to know the first date that you ever worked and like what you did and like it's like they ask so much of you and they also send you to a doctor to make sure that it's true you know what I mean which I'm not saying like that's wrong I'm just saying like the process takes so long that it's like well you're taking so much time trying to figure out if this person's eligible or not the whole time they're suffering and can't work and have to live off $300 a day mm-hmm. and that process if you don't do it through legal aid here in San Diego the process could take up like at least two years at least two years with legal aid they tried to do it between six and nine months but honestly the cases that actually got approved usually took like 15 months and like all the while and you know it was so wild to to work at path because it was downtown so and we lit we worked directly between like three banks like chase bank bank of america and Citibank. so and like I'm talking about the actual corporate buildings. So there's all these people in suits walking around, you know, and like, whatever. It's just like, or just such a juxtaposition of people, right? And then we used to take lifts with our clients if they needed to go to a doctor's appointment and for some reason couldn't get transportation, we could arrange to get a lift. And the amount of times that like the lift drivers would just make comments, like just like, and, and the thing is that like a lot of my clients didn't look homeless. Because they were sta- because they lived at our shelter, right? So they had a place to shower and all this stuff and wash their clothes. The, the amount of times that Lyft drivers would like... Because there was obviously a lot of people experiencing homelessness hanging out around our building because we had resources for them. And people... So it's like people at the same time, they have no idea that people are suffering this badly. That they have to only spend... They only have $300 to spend uh, for a month. And yet they spit on people, you know, like figuratively, not not literally, but like it's basically like they're spitting like, ew, like they should get a job or like, well, you know, a lot of them are have drug problems. And a lot of time people, people who would say stuff like that, like, oh, well, you know, a lot of them have a, a drug problem. It just like they really irked me because the way they would say it was like out of concern almost like oh well you know a lot of them have drug issues and it's like okay but you're you're saying it like they deserve it and then you know i mean if they just stop doing drugs and it's It's like that's not yeah that's not a kind statement what you're saying (laughs) yeah it's not empathetic i do want to say a funny story though about that because i had a client who um denied that she was homeless you know she was not homeless and she had been housed for a long time but she was housed through a program you know and like all this stuff uh and you know just to to keep it in perspective this person had a lot of mental health issues and like grew up with 
a very abusive father. So, like, yeah, the the way they thought was, like, a little interesting. Let's just say that. And so, to them, it was, like, they they weren't part of the homeless people. And, like, they were literally, like, I, like we'd be talking. And if, if I was, like, oh, you should do this program. And, like, the pamphlet said homeless on it. She'd be, like, well, I'm not homeless. And it was just, like, okay. And it was just so funny because we were in a lift. I mean, funny in a dark way. Uh, because we were in a lift one time when the lift driver started talking about like oh there's so many homeless in downtown these days like when are they gonna clean up the city like and my client that client I I literally just like got stiff because I was like oh my god this is so inappropriate and at the time I didn't have the balls to be like I'm sorry but I don't really I don't really want to talk about this with you um so my client just starts fucking bonding with the driver over these shitty takes <laughs> and i'm just sitting there like this is hilarious like the driver's talking to a homeless person about the homeless problem and the homeless person is like also talking shit about the homeless population like people are just just say shit about anything like why do you have to have an opinion about homeless yeah. people why can't you just shut the fuck up if you're not willing to actually want to know the problem and how you can help fix exactly. it like just shut the fuck up chad yeah and it was always chad's it was for. always like i can't people I, who had their college paid for like, literally literally because of generational wealth people who are just so out of touch and that's actually i feel like the point that you're making it's like well clearly you don't care enough because otherwise you would have looked into this issue. So why do you feel like you have the right to even talk about it? Yeah. At all. Yeah, like these people are not you. You do not know their fucking experience. So why do you have an opinion? Mm-hmm. It's just like, mind your own business. You look like a petty little, little, little prissy boy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But seriously, you look like a little bitch. Like just complaining about what? They need to clean up the city. The city that you decided to live in. Yeah. The city that you chose. The city that they all lived in. Mm-hmm. Because let's not forget that Petco Park, which is the baseball stadium here, was built directly on housing. And when the people mm-hmm. who live there were like, whoa. And, and obviously, you know, it's housing for people who are probably well off if they can live in downtown San Diego. But what about the homeless population that lived around there? Right? Because no one thinks about that. Mm -hmm. and like everyone's like well where are we supposed to go and they're like i don't know (laughs) yeah figure your shit out yeah and so now all those people either lot people maybe lost their housing or their jobs because it's a huge amount of fucking land and i have no doubt in my mind that it somehow affected someone financially and the people who were homeless living on those streets were pushed into like 17th street that's why there's you'll go downtown and like one street is like so condensed with home with homelessness and then the next it's like completely like normal or whatever it's mm-hmm. just like a facade you know there's like one wrong turn and this is what where we really live like mm-hmm. this is the truth you know yeah we live in a place that doesn't and, and by and I just want people who are not from LA to know that LA is like that too. It's not as intense because it's not the population. The homeless population in San Diego is a little bit more dense. 
But in Los Angeles, it'd be like that. Mm -hmm. You see, like, a group of homeless people living, literally living, on one street. You turn the corner, and it's, like, Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's, like, Rodeo Drive. Right. It's wild. It's, it's like, every time I see it with my eyes, I'm, like, I'm literally looking at the epitome of this country and how everything about its values quote-unquote is bullshit because like what like even just like oh we all have the right to have property and all this stuff and it's like yeah but in order to have property you need a job and obviously you don't think I deserve a job (laughs) because none of you would hire someone with like a record right Mm -hmm. when like maybe and this is just an example I'm thinking of off the top of my head and maybe the record is for stealing and maybe they were stealing in order to sell things in order to have money in order to eat (laughs) you know so it's like no well everyone has the right but clearly not everyone you know and it's just bullshit it's just fucking bullshit rodeo drive in particular (laughs) rodeo drive in particular because you know i I didn't want to go too hard on san diego i feel like we are doing a really good job with homelessness we're like really oriented towards harm reduction meaning that instead of trying to like stop people people from using drugs they stop people from dying from using drugs so like in like needle replacement centers where they give you clean needles because you're gonna use so you might as well use a clean needle so that you don't die from some bigger illness right so props to san diego (laughs) that's the only reason i said that let's just do one traumatic story about Christmas. Because yeah, <laughs> earlier you were like, um, you know, you were just comparing like Thanksgiving. You have a lot of good memories. Christmas, there are some <gasps> like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're right. Okay, go on. Um, it's not the story isn't about you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's fine. I, I just didn't want you to think I was about to like air something out. No. The first thing that came to mind when you said that was like I lost my voice for two weeks. Do you remember this? Like, laryngitis is common, whatever. It's not the end of the world. But, like, I lost my voice for two weeks, 10 days. I couldn't talk. My voice, like, not even, like, the raspy whisper, you know? Like, not even that. Like, it was closed shut. It it hurt. And, like, that Christmas was so traumatic. I couldn't talk to anybody. Everyone was just having a fucking laugh. And you know me. I have to make jokes. I have a performance baby i have you know and, and i just had to sit there and be like and clap for everyone like yeah this is fun everyone it was very very and it was messing with my brain i was like what if i never i can never talk again like two weeks is a long time to not be able to talk and obviously for new year's i had i couldn't talk either what year was this? um it was when i was sick um so it must have been when i was like 13 oh, or 14 okay. and oh, that's wow. why it was so severe right because like Laryngitis is an infection of your larynx, <laughs> I think, I don't know. But, like, when you're sick and you have a low immune uh, or don't have white blood cells, things are very severe when they w- usually wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Trauma! Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry that happened. It's okay. I mean... Because I know what you mean. Like, our family is fucking funny. And loud. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they don't... They will not think of including people who you. are quiet for a second yeah they're there to get the spotlight we're trying to get right. the spotlight from each other we're trying to get my grandma's approval each one by one Literally. each taking their turn so is that that was your 
bad Christmas. Yeah, that was the one, the thing that came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> Just feeling so uh, isolated. <laughs> but, like, I also, I do remember, like, making the best of it, you know? I wasn't pouting or anything. Yeah. But, you know, when you're a kid, like, that shit, that's a huge deal <laughs> when you're a kid. It is. It is. Especially when you already kind of feel that way, like, mm-hmm. when you could speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unseen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll think of more traumatic Christmases for next podcast. Yeah, maybe because we'll be, be the next one. We'll be officially in Christmas, Christmas time. I'm so excited. And by excited. Christmas, I mean holiday. I'm sorry. I grew up Catholic, so we talk about Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I am I'm trying to say holidays because, of course, Christmas is not the only holiday. Yeah, and we don't really celebrate it. It's more like <laughs> yeah, the capitalist version. Right. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> American, yeah. you know? I mean, when my grandma has a little nativity scene. Yeah. <laughs> we dabble with We chill baby with Jesus. JC a little. Yeah. He's welcome. We both literally said the same type of joke just <laughs> in different ways. Like, How so did you say it? I said, yeah, we chill with baby Jesus a little or something like that. <laughs> or fun. we vibe with baby Jesus a little. Yeah. <laughs> I love my grandma's nativity scene because it's just so nostalgic. It's just something she's always done and it's her thing. So yeah. let the queen live. Yes. Period, mama. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited that it's the holidays. Like, I'm just happy in general. It feels different, but like in a way where I feel more, um, I just feel more grounded. So I'm like mm-hmm. really grateful for it this year. I'm really grateful. Yay. So I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you spend it with your friends and people who love you. And if you feel like you don't have a group of people who really know you yet, know that you deserve it. And know that it will come by next year. Mm-hmm. Just tell yourself that and it will happen. Believe I it. swear. Because I probably did that same thing last year. I was like, oh, I want a Friendsgiving. And guess well, what I did this year? I had a mm-hmm. Friendsgiving and so many people showed up. Yeah. It was a lot of people. And it's like, it's not about the qu- quantity. It's about the quality. Mm-hmm. And the point is, is that I was able to attract both. Mm-hmm. Because I deserve both. Just how mm-hmm. you deserve both. Mm-hmm. You deserve to have options. Period. <laughs> I... Okay. Heli. Heli says bye. Heli says happy Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, I just wanted to make a little comment because I've noticed that when I, like, like you said a year ago, you were like, I, w- I wish I had a Friendsgiving. I, oh, I wish I had a gr- group of people to have Friendsgiving with. And then it happened and it was way more than you even expected. And that's how the universe yeah. works. The universe, God, source, you know, that's how it works. You ask, you believe that you deserve it, and then you get more than you thought. You're overflowing. Yeah. Which is why... God. Heather doesn't want us to continue. And I I agree. We're being long-winded. Let's just fucking end this shit right now. The point is, we had a great Friendsgiving. You deserve a Friendsgiving. We love Friendsgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I love turkey. I love you guys, and I love the Macy's Parade. (laughs) I hope you guys have... Like the best meal ever. I hope all your favorite foods are made. And just manifest, manifest, manifest. Believe yeah. that you're getting what you want. And it'll yeah. come and it'll happen. And that's all I wish for you. To know that. Because once you know that, you have everything. Yep. Bye. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.